Welcome to Optimistic Tales Season 4. I am your host, Dr. Eric and Moody. In this season, my continued search for a more humbled and empathetic world will take us all on an intriguing journey across many borders, joined by delightful and fascinating guests, all of whom will reflect a wide range of what thinking globally and acting locally can achieve, one optimistic tale at a time. My guest today is community activist Orlando Amando from Mozambique. Along with being engaged in numerous community activities as an activist, Orlando's also been involved with several international organizations all across Africa, whether, and he's been involved in whether it's uh, helping with the emergency and recovery work after natural disasters. He's also contributed to the design and implementation of numerous rural programs, participated in capacity building initiatives, and he currently runs a nonprofit called Educate Mozambique. It's a community-based organization which aims at promoting community development and social welfare through educational and social assistance programs for everyone in need. Also joining Orlando and I today is our close friend and colleague, Dr. Kenley Finio. She is currently the research director at KGF Research and Associates and the managing partner of Real Consulting Group based out of Maputo. So without further ado, just give us a little background of, of who you are. Who is Orlando Armando? Yes. Um, well, yes, Orlando Armando is uh, an African young um, and social entrepreneur. I was born in a village called Buzi, um, and uh, I grew up there. So I started becoming very interested in working um, for my community. Uh, back in 2003, when I met the first Pisco volunteers. So being born in, um, you know, like in rural area, I had no idea that the world, um, like that we could make a change uh, no matter where we go, but that we would have, we could make a change everywhere we go. So I started learning English um, then. And uh, when I, like after knowing how to speak English, I started reading um, about, African history and about uh, people who have been um, successful in life. And I was very interested. I wanted to learn even more English because, you know, um, like there's a lot of like scientific uh, books that are written in English. So then I became more into learning English. And the Pisco volunteers that I met uh, in 2003, they also opened my mind um, to think outside the box. And uh, like since then I realized that, you know, I can speak English and I know a little bit of technology. So why can I help my own community? So that's when I started uh, tutoring English uh, for the kids around, like from my neighbor. And in 2004, I started English for Booze uh, program. So we started teaching English uh, via radio uh, for the community of Buzi. You said via radio. So, Was it a local yeah. radio station? Like, local, like it's a, a local community radio that was uh, created by um, Austrian Austrian Corporation. So, wow. so you were doing yes. you were doing radio. You were using technology almost immediately. Yes, exactly. So. Um, yes, I, I, because, you know, like that time it was, uh, to have, uh, books like to, 
books, uh, English books were not available. So I wanted to teach English, but there were not enough books. So that's why we started English for Booze, like um, on the radio. It's as right. a, a radio show so that it can cover the district of Boozy, so that more people who did not have means to study English, they could also have this opportunity to learn English. So have, how many people do you think you reached? Uh, we reached about 5,000 people. Wow. So the village, and it was very, very popular um, uh, program uh, in 2004. So in 2006, I left the village of Boozy. So I went to Beta because I wanted to pursue with my studies. So um, I started uh, because in Boozy that, that time there was only uh, from grade one to grade 10. And I wanted to pursue to grade 12. So that's, that's why I, leave, I left Booze. Uh, I went to Beta. And when I was in Beta, I studied 12th grade. And after that, um, uh, I also um, uh, studied um, English teacher's training course because I thought that um, I knew how to speak English. I could teach English on the radio, but also I wanted to have like better skills to teach other people. So that's why I went to English teacher training course and it was funded by Mozambican government because I had to apply for it. And because I had like a very uh, good command of English, so they, I was approved and I did an intensive one year English teacher training course. So um, I didn't go back to Boozy where I was born because uh, I still wanted to get more experience. So then um, the Institute of Language where I was um, trained, they hired me like right after my training. So they wanted me to teach English at the Language Institute. And for me, that was very important because I wanted to have experience, like teaching experience. So I taught English um, for three years and a half at the Language Institute, which gave me more um, um, you know, skills, right. like teaching skills. And also I learned there how to do translations and interpretation. And so in 2016, I had, um, you know, I applied for a scholarship to Botswana. So uh, like, I, I, you know, because they, I, I was very interested in media as well. So I went to Botswana in 2016 for three months. So I went there to study uh, media, like how to make, uh, you know, like community videos and also writing uh, like community stories and portray them on videos. So I went to Botswana and in 2017, I applied from uh, uh, YALI, the Young African Leaders Initiative Program. Right. But before, yes, but before that, um, I visited Mutua in 2015 because Mutua is right on the street, like on the highway to go to Buzi. So like everyone who leaves Beta to go to Buzi, you just pass through Mutua. Right. And one day I was very interested. I was like, okay, so this looks very small uh, town. And I was interested. I said that I want to stop by here and I want to see what's going on. So um, I stopped by, I bought some fruits and I was interested. I just went around that day and that was in 2015. And I was very interested. I said, wow, I want to live here. I want to help these people because the people uh, in Mutua, they struggle to have 
a better uh, education opportunity, especially English and technology. So like right away, my heart went out for them. I said, well, I want to do something for the people of Mutua. So in 2017, because it, it, when I, 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 I was in Mutua, so I didn't know exactly what to do, but I wanted to help them, the people. But in 2017, I, got, I applied from YALI, the Young African Leaders Initiative Program. Right. And um, yeah, so I went to uh, this program in South Africa and um, it was a very good training. I did civic leadership and it was all about working with the community, like how to help community and how to start uh, small projects uh, and projects that can help the community itself. So that was very interesting for me. And so this, when I- oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but so at this point, you're still, you know, we study this, I teach a community development course here at, at South Alabama. And one of the, a couple of the approaches that we talk about is what's called the technical assistance approach versus a self-help approach. And so communities, if they don't have the resources, they'll you know, work on getting technical assistance from outside and have people come in. Or yes. they look inside their communities for self-help to train. And this is what sounds like that you're, you're doing is you're learning the skills you need to help the community or communities yes. that you, you see in Africa. At this point, so you've been, you know, this is, let's say, I'm gonna do math in public, 12 years. And at this point, are you still thinking to yourself, I'm gonna stay in Mozambique? Because yes. you hadn't thought about doing any, you know, outside of Africa work. At this point, you're still looking to do that, correct? Yes. Um, I'm looking into doing um, in Africa because Africa still needs more. Like we, we need to educate ourselves, um, you know, like to find um, solutions for ourselves. And right. that's, yes. And that's, you know, like what happened is that everyone, like most people, I can tell everyone, but like most people, when they, they want to do, you know, like outside, they want to live, you know, abroad and all this stuff. But then we like, Africa is some, uh, somehow losing losing um, assets, you know, like right. is losing, uh, yeah, like people, bright minds, you know. Um, so I want to, like, I'm trying to um, help, Afri uh, you know, like African rural community and also try to lift up uh, people around and say, we can do this and we can help, you know, like we can make it better, you know, right. uh, our places, better places. Yeah. So that's why I'm still interested in working in Africa. Right. Yes. I noticed you said uh, uh, African solutions. You know, it got me to, I, I just had this flashback of uh, uh, when I was doing my dissertation work and uh, started learning about the African Union. And they had this saying about African solutions for African problems. And I hate, I always hated that because to me, it wasn't African problems. It was world problems. Everybody's yes. problem on this planet is everybody else's problem, whether we like that or not. You know, you know, we have to decide, you know, are we going to help our fellow human beings? And, and if, you know, that's what we need to decide to do. And, and you're, you're absolutely doing that. Uh, one of the things yeah. I wanted before we get too far away from your language, uh, 
What was how difficult was it? Because you know Mozambique is a Portuguese uh, speaking country, and uh, so you spoke Portuguese, I guess, from a very young age. So how yes. how did that help? Did that help you learning English, knowing another language? I mean, I'm sure you know several languages by now, right? Yes. So okay, so like I speak uh, fluently four language in total. Uh, like two, Ndao, uh, Sena, Portuguese, and English. But I think, like, for me, um, to, for example, to start an English teaching uh, school, or let's say, uh, like, organization, it's because I know what it takes to learn English. Like, I know exactly, like, what people need. Um, right. Like, yes, what they need, what skills they need, what is the basic they need for them to learn English. So that's why for me it was easy because I I take myself as an example to teach them. I mean, like, yeah, to teach them English. I know like exactly what okay, you for you to know like the basics, you need this and that and that. So that's that, that that's why it is I, I don't see it as an a, a difficult thing because um apart from knowing like the uh, you know, like the approaches and like all the all these um uh, steps to learn English is because it's something that I really love doing. I love teaching. Okay. And when you love to do something, it's, it becomes easier, you know, and, um, and even like to start. That's absolutely correct. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, and, and your, your passion for what you're yeah. doing absolutely shines through. And I know, and I've said this before, when I do zoom meetings and I tell my listeners that uh, there's a couple of times where I wish they could see the exuberance that you have in your face because you're talking about this and I can tell you're passionate about it from your smiles and your expressions that doesn't come yeah. across in the audio. So uh, I like to tell my listeners that you absolutely just shine with that enthusiasm of what you do and, uh, and you're not done yet. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm not done yet because, you know, like for me to start the English, um, I mean, like this organization, uh, into after like the in, um, um, the yali, so from like the first step was difficult to find um, uh, you know like resources um, and find the right people to carry on with this uh, project. Now, what kind um, of resources what, are you talking about? Like learning materials, books, learning materials. Yes, learning materials and also uh, human resources. You know, like okay. finding people. Yeah, like people who also have the same passion, you know, the same passion, because that's, the, I mean, like, that's the, the difficult part. Because uh, when you talk to people, and, and I understand, when you talk to them about, like, when I, talk to, when I talked to them years ago about this project, they were like, okay, you know, like, how, like, where are we going to start it from, you know? Right. What are we going to do? And, and, and so are we getting paid? Um, and then <laughs> that was the first thing, right? Are we getting paid? Yeah. yeah. Are we getting paid? You know, like, what are you doing? Like, uh, uh, you know, like, are you going, like, are you going to make money out of, uh, out of it? I said, no, uh, it is something that I want to, I want to share my knowledge. I want to share what I have right. with, with, with the people because I like every time they asked me, I was, I was like, okay, you know what? I know how to speak English and I know how to use computers because someone invested time and resources and right. i want to give back yeah so 
uh, I did not pay to learn English. I did not pay to know how to use computer, for example, to, to know how to work with the computer. Because, you know, like the Peace Corps volunteers were there and, and they wanted right. to help me. So that's why I said I, I was like trying to convince people and say that when you teach other people, you are gaining more skills. You're gaining more, um, you know, like teaching quality, you know. So we need to keep teaching because as we teach, we are also learning. Yeah. But that, but, but that, that was very difficult because it took a long time. Like it took years for people to understand. And for me, that wasn't a problem because I, I still wanted to do something. Well, let me and, ask you um, this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're, you're telling, I mean, you have the passion, uh, obviously from a young age. So, I mean, I was going to ask you about your personal feelings about empathy, but you brought up a, an interesting point about empathy. Do you think that's something that people can, because you're saying, you know, they're looking at the money issue. What am I going to get out of it? Do you think empathy is something that can be learned or is it something that can be taught or are people born with it? And you were just born with an empathetic bone and you are who you are. Do you think empathy for others can be learned and taught in your experience? Yes. Yes. I believe that it can be learned or taught. Um, like, like people are born, I know like people are all born the same, like with zero knowledge, with, with, with zero, you know, like feelings, let's say that. But I think we, you need to look at the world, like look around and see what you can do to make it better for yourself. Like, um, for me, I wanted to make the village because it's like Mutua is a place that I want to stay uh, you know, like for my life, you know, I, I, I want to stay in Mutua. I want to live there. I want to raise my children right. in Mutua, you know. So if things are not all right, so what can I do? So it's a matter of people look around and, and, and you know, realize what they want to see better for that place. Right. And if once you get that, once you get that in your mind, then you know, okay, what can I do to reach you know, like to that point or to that level. Right. So yeah, you exactly. have to see the change. I totally agree with you. You have to see the change to, to even, in, you know, envision a, a strategy or a path or whatever you want to call it to get there. And then, but what a lot of people don't understand that, that you can be the change too, you know, yes. even if you just yeah. envision it and say, oh yeah, that's what I'd like to see. But yep. instead of just saying, that's what I'd like to see, be it. And go out there and, yeah. and do that, which is what you what you've been doing. And uh, if if nobody's thanked you as another human being on the planet, I'll thank you because you know you are uh, that shining light that uh, that we need. You're one of those optimistic tales that uh, that is not only important but uh, key to our well being on this world. So. Uh, thank you. Another thing that you, you brought up, uh, it, which I, I was, you know, it was interesting to me to hear is that you want to stay in Africa and you want to do this. However, you obviously place some importance on cross-cultural exchanges. Uh, yes. You were in, you came to uh, America last year and uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about you, a camp counselor in, in Washington state. It was with Easter Seals, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So, so obviously now you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to stay in Africa, but what, what drove you to go or, or did you have a, just 
epiphany that said, I need to see what's outside of Mozambique to help me in my quest. And that's my word, my, your quest to help yeah. your, your uh, village and your town and your, your country. So talk a little bit about the importance of what, what you see as that cultural exchange or cross-cultural development, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, one of the thing um, is because, okay, so that, like there are two points about that. The first point is because um, like every time that I was talking to my friends and also the kids that I'm teaching, um, so they were like, okay, Orlando, you know, you, you're talking about, you know, we uh, learning English, learning technology and, um, but you know, English is spoken outside. Like right. people, you need to go to South Africa, you need to go maybe to US and, you know, to use the English, you know? So what have you been doing? Like, where have you been? Where have you used your English outside Mozambique? You know? So that was like, it, it also raised, um, you know, like a point in my, in my mind. I was like, okay, so that is important for me to show success. Like for me to go to US, to go to South Africa, it showed success right. that well, the importance of learning English, the importance of learning technology, you right. know? And I went to uh, Easter Seals, like I, I was in, uh, at Easter Seals to show my community that we can, uh, you know, like we can fly, like we can, we, can, we can go anywhere we want once we have knowledge, we have friendship, you know, like all of this stuff. But also when I was in uh, at Easter Seals, I learned a lot. Right. I was working with people with uh, special needs and that was very important because um, I looked at special needs in a different, um, different eyes because um, before it was a little bit um, difficult in Mozambique. Uh, I mean, like when I look at uh, Mozambique because when people look at Mozambique, uh, people with special needs in Mozambique, it's all associated with, uh, for example, let's say like witchcraft or this, you know, like things like no that. Kidding. Wow. Yes. Fascinating. Uh, like, yeah. Like in my village. So it's, it's all like um, associated with um, like, you know, bad things. But like when I was at Issa Seals, I, I knew that, you know, like people with special needs, they were happy, you know, like very happy. And parents were like bringing them, you know, to, to camp and they were very happy. They were like joyful, you know, like they were like totally, you know, like it was really difficult to know whether they were like really in need, like they had, um, you know, disability because they were happy. And this is something very difficult to see here because parents can hide them because of what people can say, you know. So this is what I, I, I learned. And I also brought it back to my uh, village and also my, uh, my organization that I talk to people and we do workshop and talk about it. Say, yeah, I was going to ask uh, you, how did that translate back when you, when you came back? Cause I mean, what you're, <clears throat> excuse me, what you're talking about is, you know, the whole saying about, well, you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. And so yeah. you've done, you've done that now and you've got the experience did, did you, yes. when you joined the Easter Seals uh, uh, organization there to do, to do that counseling, did you know it was going to be special needs? And is that something that you thought, oh, wait, you know, 
did you go purposely there for the special needs because you saw uh, 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 the lack of it in Mozambique, or is it something that just you, you opened your eyes, so to speak, go, hey, I can make this work at home? Yes. So that was the, because I had the options. I had the options to work with, um, you know, like um, kids okay. who had no like special needs. Right. But like for me, I came close to that particular, um, um, you know, the Easter sales, like that particular camp. Right. I said, oh, wow, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Because um, I've seen, because I was like reading through their website and saying that, okay, we will be working with people with special need. And I've seen like their successful stories. Um, that was very like, uh, I was so passionate about that. And I said, this is what I want to do. Like, right. I want to the States. I want to know and see what they do with people with special need. I want to see how they are treated and bring back to my community and talk to people in my community. Because um, I have some kids in my um, organization. So they, you know, like some kids, they don't come. Like their parents, they say, like, oh, no, no, you can't learn English because you can't walk, for example. Or now because you have this type of disability. So, uh, but now I started like talking to parents. I have meetings with parents and tell them that, listen, you can bring your, uh, your, your son and we can take care of your son. And also the people that are working with me, they are, uh, like I, I'm also teaching them about what uh, we can do with people with special needs in our, in our village. So that's, that's just fascinating. Not only is it fascinating, it's a blessing. And, and again, thank you. Cause I don't know if anybody's going to say thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, but cause the, you know, to be able to, to decide that I'm going to, I mean, you, I guess, I guess I could, you know, rightfully say that you are going to plan on doing this for the rest of your life. I mean, yes. I don't see you like saying, okay, I'm done here. I'm going to do something else. Your passion for uh, whether you call it activism or community engagement or whatever you want to call it uh, mm -hmm. is obviously there. I like the fact that you're able to take your passion, see something, and then know what you need to do to gain the skills to help you. You know, so like you said, you you recognized that you had special needs in your community and you went, you know, literally around the world yes. to get some experience uh, in, in to help you. Let me let me ask you this. What what do you have you seen? And I don't want to I don't want to put you on the spot, but so you you went to Easter Seals, you helped with uh, uh, the special needs, you came back. Have what are some of the difficulties or challenges you 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 face? Because you know before it was easy for them to say, oh, you know, you can't help us. You know, our children have special needs. There's nothing you can do for them. And like you said, they might hide them or or that. Well, then you go and you come back and you've got answers for them. Have they been open to that? Or it, do you still have some challenges that you're facing, even given that new knowledge you have? Yes. Um, yeah, I still have some challenges because like, um, you know, like when I came back from US, I decided to go and talk to the local leaders because that was, I wanted to bring an awareness, the local leaders right. about, yes, because 
I recognize that um, in the beginning, I was just like working by myself, you know, and with, with, with other people. And I found the, the, that uh, it's very important to work with a local government and also lo work with local leaders and local, uh, like let's say churches and, and all this stuff. But then the challenge now is to bring them, like to bring all of this uh, society together and right. to work towards one, uh, you know, like objective. So that's the biggest uh, situation because um, when you talk about like religion, for example, they they have they have their own belief, you know, right. and um, the leaders also they know they say okay the government doesn't act like this, but I'm trying to like not interfere like to say them we have to do this, but I'm saying okay if we work together we can make Mutua better place. Right. So yeah, and how am I doing this? Um. I, that's why I'm promoting this small, um, like th this um, monthly workshops where we go and, for example, we choose a hospital, for example. We right. go there and talk about it, like talk about people with special needs. And we also have uh, support from the hospital, you know, and they also because they, they understand it better. And yeah, so we, we talk to them and we also go, for example, to like the local government and say, okay. We are working on this. We have, um, um, like, uh, it, it's um, it's like a workshop, but right. we want to talk to the local police and also girls in 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 Mutua because you know, like people, um, like these kids, they don't know about law and they don't know about you know, like, uh, like there are certain government rules. Right. So I want, yeah, so I'm, I want to work with the government. I mean, the local police uh, department to say, okay, you know, like. These people, they are not like really well educated, but we can educate them. Like, let's educate them locally so that they cannot go against the law. And that's know? good because, so, you know, and we see this. I mean, this is this is tragic history, if you want to, for lack of a better term. You know, education to me, being an educator, I think is the answer to all the ills of the world. The problem is yeah. education also scares people that are in power. And yes, I yes. said it. I said it. <laughs> and and uh, unfortunately, I love the fact that you're cooperating with everyone that could have any kind of buy-in to what you're trying to do. Because yes. education not only opens doors, it opens eyes. And, yes. And, and it opens hearts. And, exactly. And as I, as I teach in my class, uh, Community is simply defined when one human being cares enough for another one to help them. And when that transaction takes place, you have community. And I love the yes. fact that you're not just doing this on your own. You, you may have started on your own with this little spark to help, but you have, I mean, your, your passion has literally gone around the world and, and you brought it back and you're, you're making a difference. Talk to us about Educate Mozambique, this organization that you founded. So talk to, to us a little bit about that, because I want to make sure the listeners know, uh, you know, if they're interested in, in helping or learning more about it, your organization, uh, Educate Mozambique. Yes, um, Educate Mozambique is um, um, a small, well, for now it's still small, but it's a nonprofit organization. And um, like it basically, like the basic is to teach kids 
life skills, um, especially English and technology. Why? Because so I base this on myself because I founded it because of I know the importance of learning English and also technology. So this is what normally helps me. And that's what connect to, con connects me with the world. So um, I started this in 2017. And so like right now, we are teaching about 40 kids uh, how to speak English. And we, I have one teacher. So he's the one, uh, she's the one that helps me when I'm uh, away. Um, when I'm like in Maputo working with other organizations, uh, um, you know, but it's a nonprofit organization. And right now we, we, it's, it's, it's not like a funded, um, program, right. but some friends, um, they donate, um, um, a little bit of money and also, uh, others donate, um, like books, uh, learning material because the kids in Mutua, they, you know, like they're from like really uh, poor families right. and they don't have means to uh, to go to school, like, you know, like to pay for school. Right. But I have this passion and I want to help uh, the kids to learn. And that's why when I was in the U.S., I talked about this organization. I was uh, I was telling them about like the importance of having this educate Mozambique because um, and, you know, it's a very important like Mutua needs this organization. Right. Um, so that, yeah, so that people can, I mean, like kids can learn English and also can uh, learn, uh, put, uh, I mean, um, you know, like life skills. And um, for now, we have only this, these two skills and also like, um, you know, arts, like painting. But in the future, like what I'm, I'm envisioning to see that this is going to be uh, like in the future, like um, an organization that is going to teach um, like professional life skills, right? You know, yeah. So beyond so that, the uh, beyond the language and the computer skills, other, yeah, I, I absolutely understand. That's that's awesome. That's that's great. Yes, and 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 now we have uh, three, like yeah, three and more, like like three main people do, that are donating. Like they help, um, like every like monthly, right? To support with uh, material. Like it's not a lot, but for for us, it's a lot because it's helping with the uh, equipment with the material like right with uh yeah especially um like paying for electricity paying for um for the equipment um when i was in um, us i got some uh computer donations and some tablets we like we i started with one computer now we have about five computers and okay. uh we have three tablets and uh it has become like it's 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 um it's amazing and the kids are enjoying it. Um, I have some videos and I can share with you later. And okay. they are very, like, they, they love it. Well, I was, I was going to tell you that uh, in the description of the, of the episode, I can put a link to the uh, okay. Educate Mozambique uh, website. Yes. And so the listeners okay. will be able to go straight there and, and learn more about what you're doing there and, uh, and, and your efforts to make this world a better yes. place. Dr. Finio, is there anything you want to add? Yes, I just want to say very quickly, you guys, this is fantastic um, as far as listening to this. And, you know, I've been in Mozambique for a while and I'm very privileged to know both of you. So this has been really wonderful to have you both, you know, together in this podcast. Um, I just wanted to emphasize a couple things that Orlando's talking about and Eric, you talked about as well, as far as the education being so 
important here um, because Mozambique really has challenges as uh, because of the fact that it's very um, subsistence-based agriculture driven. Right. And so you do have quite uh, a number of Mozambicans that are, you know, essentially working in daily subsistence. Some are able to scale up a bit, others are not. And so you put this on top of the low access to secondary schools, um, the distances as far as the education, um, you know, outside of Maputo and the major cities, uh, there's less access to trade schools or any kind of skills training centers. So this is why this is so extraordinary and so important, um, I think, with what Orlando is doing. And, you know, he's the real deal. I mean, <laughs> a lot of Mozambicans may aspire to, like, you know, I mean, a lot of people around the world, it's not just Mozambique, um, but moving into different types of careers or moving into even like the international NGO or the UN system, because, you know, the, the Mozambique has lots of NGOs and lots of the UN agencies. And this is not Orlando's priority. Right. And so, it's, you know, really heartening to see that, that he's working from the ground up. Right. And I think that this is why it's being so well received um, and, you know, why he's able to work with so many different types of stakeholders. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. And I really, this, I'm really enjoying this conversation between the two of you. I've been doing the podcast now for a year. Uh, I'm starting season four. And, uh, and, and it's interesting how, you know, I, I say, you know, I'm looking for a more humbled and empathetic world you know, one optimistic tale at a time. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to be more fascinated now on how they become singularities. They're, it's not a massive movement. It's a, it's a one point, it's a one data point. So, you know, whether it's the 11-year-old in Reading, England that I talked to who has three food banks to help his, his local village, or it's Orlando, you know, it's one data points. And it's very fascinating that it's encouraging. It, it makes me happy it, it, that, that the world uh, isn't all gloom and doom, as some people would have <laughs> us think, that there are some shining lights out there. And uh, Orlando, I appreciate what you do for us. And uh, I, I want to end with this. What do you want your legacy to be, Orlando Armando? The only thing that I want is to, for people to remember the good that I have been doing in their lives. Right. And that, um, that people need to learn good things and rely on the good things because the world needs uh, people who are doing positive things. And so I want people to remember me with what good I have done to their lives. So that's the legacy that I want, like especially for my children, my family, um, just to remember, like, you know, I've been, you know, like in this world trying to, um, uh, you know, like do good. And, and, and you are, you are my friend. Uh, I hope you, uh, keep in touch with me. Let me know what you're doing. I, I appreciate you taking the time to visit with us, to talk with us. And, uh, with, with that said, uh, I thank you again, Orlando, Kinley. I appreciate you uh, being with me. Great things in your future. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was really nice talking to you. Yes.